0: Welcome. You've splash-landed into this Prosecco-laden podcast, straight into the woo-woo pool with the crew of OMG. We're just a simple group of tragically imperfect and highly empathic BFFs, exploring a wide range of atypical topics with humor, grace, and curiosity. This is OMG.
1: everybody it's alexander from oh gee the podcast Blackcast. tonight we're going to talk about intuition and intuition development so you're going to hear from each of us what was the catalyst moment that started off to hey we might know a little something more or be a little something more and what our practice was in the beginning to continue to grow and foster that. And then where we are now and what works for us, what doesn't collectively, what we do as a whole to develop and, you know, individual quirks and practices. So let's
2: kick it off. All right. And I'm interested because this is a conversation that I don't know that we've had with each other before, like with Allie, who's mm-hmm. here with us tonight. Luckily, we Get to have Allie with us Yay, Allie. Hey woman. She's she's home from school for a while. So um we're we're glad she's with us. But like I don't I don't know that I know her, you know, entrance story and, and how she started with development. So I'm really excited about having this conversation with everybody. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun.
1: Right. Yep. I'm just gonna dive right in there <laughs> into that pool of spirit. Well, I know
2: this is Chandra and and for me it was one of those things that growing up, I would I would have these thoughts. And I would just kind of know things. I remember one time in particular, we were at like a um it was like a youth group kind of thing. It was kind of like a pseudo prom kind of thing. We all kind of got dressed up and went out went out to dinner with with the group. And of course this was like back in the the church days. So it was like the church youth group. And um You know some shit goes down there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well Peyton Place at the town and country restaurant. But anyway. <laughs> As, as, we were, as we were sitting there and, and, and talking before the food came, someone asked, where so-and-so? And the conversation went around like, oh, they were, they were going to come, but they didn't show up. And I heard like a voice in my head that says, but they'll be here later. And at the moment, I kind of was like, where did that come from? But okay. And it, it just so happened I was going home with a friend of mine to spend the night. And as she and I walked out of the restaurant to get in her car, this person was there in the parking lot in their car, kind of backed up beside her car, waiting for us. And I kind of, I remembered in my mind it was like, "Oh yeah, they are here later."
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It wasn't kind of, it was kind of like not in the moment that it kind of freaked me out a little bit, but like in retrospect, I started looking back. Said, How did I know mm-hmm. that that person was going to, you know, was going to be there? And that was your intuition and spirit talking to you, right? It, it definitely yeah. was, and you know, as time progressed and I started digging into like what is intuition a little bit more. And I learned that I was the the channeler or the clear cognizant type that comes with just, it's called clear knowing. So sometimes I'll just feel it in my body or I'll just like have a thought and know that it is, that it is truth. I've even had experiences where like I would have dreams. I know this one time I was dreaming about an ex-boyfriend's family, like their their mother and father. And I dreamed that I was chasing him and finally like got him pinned against a wall and asking him, you know, what is wrong? What is going on? Why are, you know, he was crying and screaming and I was like, what is going on? And he's like, they're gone. I can't find them. They're gone. I don't know where they are. And I knew he was talking about his parents in the dream and it kind of scared me. And I had stayed in contact with his mother. So I didn't know her phone number, but I knew where she worked and she worked for a, a community college. And so I called like the main number of the college and I'm like. I'm just going to push buttons until I get to an operator when I can ask to speak to her. And so it was like, you know, if you would like to speak with so-and-so, press one. If you'd like to speak with so-and-so, press two. And I was just like, okay, three, four. And I just kept pressing numbers. And when I pressed the last number, it said, you are being connected to her name. Wow. I kid Mm -hmm. you not. She, it went to her voicemail. So I left a message and just said, I just had a crazy dream last night. I just wanted to make sure that you were okay. So-and-so. Come to find out, she and her husband had been had been going on vacation. They were driving up north to see their family. They were supposed to get there by 10 p.m. And they were supposed to call my friend and tell them they made it. Well, they ended up having a flat tire and blah, blah, blah. And they couldn't get it fixed. And it was like three in the morning, which, by the way, is the time I had the dream. Oh, oh weird. Wow. And he was like freaking out because he couldn't. And this was before cell phones. So he couldn't get in touch with them. He couldn't. Um. Didn't know where they were and, you know, of course, was thinking the worst. You know, so situations like that where I, was like, I, just, I just knew something was wrong, like it was more than a dream.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then you take inspired action to try to figure it out and, you know, come to find out there was something going on. So those are like the kind of experiences that I've had along the way that kind of led me to, to decide that I need to investigate this a little further and kind of figure out what these quote unquote knowings are, are all about.
1: And totally tangent to your story, but if you're ever trying to deal with the frustration of a directory on a phone, if you keep hitting the pound button enough times, it'll actually just automatically connect you to an operator. Random Random facts. So just random facts. If you ever needed. (laughs) Unfortunately, I don't think that's a direct connection to spirit, but that would be cool. (laughs) Hey, keep going. I I really need some help, (laughs) some guidance. So that's a cool story. Yeah,
3: interesting. Just, and then, so that happened to you when you were younger. And then when did you pick up the, you know, wanting to understand
2: more about that? Um, well, it was actually, um, we had just had a, a death in the family. And I was, you know, just, I was, I was, I was very distraught in the moment, in the time. And of course, you know, Facebook, that's what we all do in our spare time now is scroll Facebook or Instagram. And I was scrolling through Facebook, and I saw a medium that I had actually gone to get readings from before in the past was doing like a um a manifestation kind of clinic like a free three day manifestation class, and I thought, well, it's free I'll take it you know who, who wouldn't like to manifest you know more money and you know, it was like after the after the I mean, none of this sounds crass, but after the death in the family, I had free time, like I needed something to do.
0: You know not right.
2: to not to think about that kind of stuff, so you know, I took that free class, and of course, the free class led into another paid class, and it was like how to connect to your spirit guides and grow your intuition. and I know now, looking back that it was all synchronicity because that person ended up being a friend of yours, Brenda. and Rosalie and I were in the same class together, taking the same and class didn't know and didn't know it. And we're, you know, living 10 miles apart at the time and didn't know one another. So I, I feel like all that was kind of like divine intervention to get, you know, all of us where we are are now. But, um, you know, it was just kind of like scrolling through Facebook one day. I saw this thing and I was like, oh, that'd be interesting. I should do that. And then, again, taking the inspired action to do it. Yeah. And that is what it's
3: about. Is like taking the action whenever you Feel an inkling about something
2: that is, you know, calling to your spirit, and you get those little nudges that just like the little inklings in the back of your mind. It's like you should. It's like okay, I should. Yeah, I'll do it. So this is
3: Brenda, and for me, I would see all kinds of stuff whenever I was a kid, and I was terrified because my parents said everything was from the devil, obviously.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And so, <laughs> so oh, when you say you would see it, you would like actually see it with the physical eye, like in, in actual physical form, or are you talking more like in your mind's no, eye? No, I would like, see it in physical form and I would see a lot of things. So like, jealous I am.
3: Oh, no. It was no. terrifying, especially as a
2: kid. I'm jealous now that I'm, now that I have the,
3: the Mom learning should. and the knowledge yeah. and I know what it would be. I'm as jealous. a kid though, it's,
1: it's absolutely terrifying.
3: It was terrifying.
1: Can I jump in for a moment? Yeah. Hey, this is Alexandra. So, you've heard us talk a lot about intuition and like heard us say different Claire in a name. I just want to run down the brief list real quick. As Chandra had mentioned, Claire Cognizance is a clear knowing, just you somehow know. You don't know how you know, but you know. Claire Sentience is feeling something in your body. Is it a, something cold on your hand? Is it feeling the feeling of love overpoweringly? There's clairvoyance, which is to see, you can see like Brenda just said she saw in the physical or in your mind's eye. There's clairaudience, which is hearing, so clear hearing. So it can be a snippet of a song, somebody's spirit, yeah, a voice set, your spirit guide talking, just something, something that either either is disembodied
2: or kind of in your own internal reading voice. But you just know
1: it's not your thought, it's an external. And it's often can be something that just... And goes, oh hey yes, what I'm saying is accurate. That ding is clarifying that. There's clair which is clear taste. So if you're talking to someone and suddenly you're tasting like roses or you know rosemary, that would be taste, clear taste. Then there's I've heard it two different ways: clair aliens or clair olfaction. So clear smelling. So being nowhere where you would smell fresh cut flowers and suddenly getting that whiff or being in, in the show.
2: Yes, and Brenda's kitchen. And smelling kitchen. coffee.
1: Um, Which happened
2: to us like two weeks ago, having the group.
1: So I just wanted to jump in there. So for anyone who didn't know, that's the, the rundown. And they're just different ways your intuition can talk to you and it's, it can be a combination. So whatever. So most, jumping most people, back. Yeah, most yeah. people
2: do have a, a combination. of yeah. they have one that's primary and then exactly. you know, some of the others. Yeah. So, back to me. <laughs>
3: so, I kind of shut everything down at about the age of 12, because I had a really scary experience that terrified me. It was probably nothing particularly bad, but it just scared me at that age, and I had nobody to talk to about it. I think I've shared that on the show at some point. Mm-hmm. And then I started... Um, when we moved to a certain, a house, my kids were pretty young and we started having all these weird experiences and they started being afraid. So that's when I decided I wanted to help them. So I would, you know, try to figure out answers for them because I didn't want them to be scared in our home. But I was a little terrified. <laughs> so I started with meditation and then Reiki class and then went to Bob Benz, who is no longer with us, he's in spirit, but I went to a spirit circle one night with him and he said, we're going to turn all the lights off. We're blacked out the windows. And I'm like, oh, hell (laughs) no.
2: I'm like, respectfully Ben, I'm out. (laughs) I've got to get out of here because
3: I never liked the dark. I was always terrified of the dark my entire life. Let me off this ride. Exactly. And so I sat in the circle with all these people. There was probably 25 people in the room. It was a big group. And the woman next to me, she was a loose cannon, y'all. <laughs> and as she was sitting there. She was like, Oh, Lord, something dark just dropped in front of me. And I'm sitting there thinking, Somebody turn on the freaking light, turn on the light. I'm going to die. Oh, no Lord, help me. <laughs> no. And so I'm sitting there, and Bob is like, Brenda, are you okay? Like he would <laughs> he would tune in to all of us to see how we were doing in the circle. And I was like, I'm okay. <laughs> Brenda's voice cracked. Oh, yeah. I'm like, okay. Really no. I'm yeah. <laughs> but seriously getting through sitting that out and mm-hmm. seeing that nothing could hurt me. Right. That nothing was mm-hmm. dangerous. I think this woman was just
2: loose. <laughs> well, and and that's kind of like one of the things that that we talk about in, in mindfulness is kind of like the, the the brain's ability to quote unquote co-create, mm-hmm. and there, there's actually a, a part of the brain that once you once you start thinking about something and you kind of target in on that, your brain is going to cause you to notice that thing in right. your in your surroundings. Right, the, the yeah. RAS, the reticular activating system. So it's, it's like anything anything that you are putting your attention toward, your brain is going to be like, oh, that makes them happy or that's something that they really want to pay attention to. So you're going to start seeing that in your environment, right? So if that particular person was focused in on, you know, quote unquote, darker energies, then of course, anything
1: that's going to appear before them is going to be dark. It's going to be dark. Yeah. More yeah. simplistic, if you're interested in buying a car and you want a, a red Kia Soul, suddenly you'll notice every red Kia Soul and every red car you come across to bring it more into the tangible every day.
3: Yeah. So that particular experience helped me overcome my fear of
2: like spirit and seeing things. So let's take a quick break, but when we come back, I want to have like a little discussion about spirit circles and what they are and and how important they are to um, intuitive development. Cause I really think that's, yeah, I know it's been a key for me in, in developing. So for sure. Hi, this is Chandra. Brenda and I would like to invite you as part of our podcast community to join us on either Facebook or Instagram live each Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern U.S. time where we give free Oracle readings for fans of the show. Just follow us on our OMG podcast, Facebook or Instagram page. You can post or DM us your questions there each week with the hashtag woo wisdom and then tune in at 11 a.m. each Friday on our page to watch your free reading. If you can't join us live, don't worry. You can always catch it on the replay. This is just our way of saying thank you for being part of our woo-woo family. Hope to see you this Friday. Well, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for bearing with us in that little quick little break. But we were we were just talking about spirit circles. And if for anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's, it's exactly what Brenda described. It's kind of like just sitting in the dark, connecting with your spirit guides and allowing them time to not necessarily give you any particular message but just kind of like give you experiences give you sensations or feelings or allow you to see certain things and giving you time to acknowledge them so kind of your your guides can attune themselves to you a little more so that they learn your particular system so that they can communicate with you better and I feel like that's one of the reasons that we kind of continue to talk about community and community being the, such, so important to us is because you definitely need a group of people that you're comfortable with and you trust. Because you're going to be sitting in the dark. Right?
1: Yeah. Plus it's also, <laughs> if you're brand spanking new, which the first spirit circle I had ever done was with you guys. It's kind of cool because I think in your head, or at least what was going through my head was, mm, okay, I'm not feeling this, this isn't here that, a tingle in my foot that's going that that can't be it right that's not no but it was kind of cool to say okay well i see this like misty shape it's this white color you know or i'm feeling like there's a turtle next to me whatever it is and then somebody to go oh yeah hey i see that or if right exactly. there's somebody there's a. I i think brenda was the one who said hey alex there's this giant sphinx next to you does that mean anything and i'm like oh yeah a medium once told me I had a past life as an Egyptian high priestess, and I had died, and I was brought back to life by a moth. You know, it's like okay, so it's it's kind of cool to see that happen. Or, no big deal or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but I mean, it's it just it was another
2: life. <laughs> big, big validation or even little validation. You're, sitting, you're right. sitting there and you're you're questioning stuff, but you see like a blue light in the left hand corner. And you think nothing of it. You're like, oh, that can't. That was my eyes playing tricks on me. But then somebody else goes, I just saw a blue light in the left corner, and you're like, oh wait, oh wow. You know. And and but it's, it's validation of those experiences, so that you can start to trust your own intuition and and develop those.
3: Yeah, spirit circles were something that were done by the spiritualist church. Yeah. So that's how I first learned about it. I was in that kind of context. It wasn't a church, but it was someone who had had been a spiritualist and lived in Lilydale, New York, which is like the Mecca. the yeah, the American birthplace of spiritualism. And they've gotten a really bad rap, but this person was very giving of their time and wanted to help people learn and grow. So I really appreciated that that aspect of it. And, you know, I'm not a religious person. I'll just say that. Churchy stuff is like not my vibe but that particular religion i think portions of it i probably you, you resonate i align with that i align more with that than probably any other religion and doing the spirit circle was probably is probably something that can help you develop your own intuition almost the most right? and, as and, long as you go into it not being afraid and, and kind of suspending the disbelief like yeah like allowing the stuff because okay. y'all, some crazy stuff come in. Mm-hmm. We're talking
2: like animals. We're talking like people. We're talking like crazy stuff. And even if you don't have a group lot of- to do it with, if you start a group, even doing it on your own and just just like at least acknowledging whatever sensation or things that pop into your mind, it can be a good exercise to help yeah. you learn to trust your own. People. Right.
1: It's also cool. I think I've done an energy session with friends recently. I would had some hip stuff going on and some things with my eyes and. I was just like, Hey, you know, if you think about it, actually, I think you offered, you were like, Hey, you know, have you, do you want to do this with us? And so Brenda, Chandra, Rosalie, and I think Camille, Camille, you all worked on me. And that was a really cool experience too, because it was, it was kind of like a spirit circle, but not really because they were getting information from my body, from what was going around and then to be able to confirm with, for them, like, Oh yes, I felt that or, Oh hey, I'm getting this, and somebody's like, "Oh well, yeah, I heard like part of that too." And it's you know, this is what's happening. So that was a really cool way to also develop tangentially onto.
3: Yeah, really I think cool. that's when like having a group is really uh, is really good because mm-hmm. you have feedback from every single person of what that person's feeling or seeing, or and everybody has their own way of tuning into spirit. Like I might see, I might hear, I might
2: feel. Chandra right. might know. Right. Camille might hear. So, but, yeah. if, but if she's getting it through hearing something, like if she's, if you experience cold on your mm-hmm. left hand side and she hears the word cold, and then I just know that you're cold. And then Brenda sees like, you know, uh, I ice, ice Sugar from I your, know. you know, hanging from, but we've all, we all just mm-hmm. experienced the same thing and it validates for each one of us, but through a different, yeah, unique experience to each one of us. And so. then
3: Rosalie is, Physical channeler, I would say, mm-hmm. yeah, and so she might stuff out.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she, she just <laughs> she's like, I'm pulling this black rope thing out of you. It just keeps coming. <laughs> yeah, it was
0: weird. Yeah, that was.
1: And weird. I was like, I feel it. Like I feel it <laughs> coming. out <laughs> so Yeah, that was really cool. So I did, remember that. When did you start? Like kind of knowing that you get
2: like movement or sensation in your body when you're connected. So yeah, Rosalie
0: here. The physical stuff, I don't know. So my kids, <laughs> um, my like journey into this, all, all this. Um, started with your kids. Started with my children. They were telling me they were seeing a shadow man in our home. I'm like, okay, what am I going to do with this? I believe them. I know it to be true. I don't doubt them. My husband was like, ah,
3: they just active imaginations. And I'm like, no. And let me tell you. I used to live in the same neighborhood and when my girls were small and shadow man was active in that neighborhood.
0: It's the same shadow man. So I actually had run into a neighbor before they had moved out of our neighborhood. We had just gotten together. We actually have a really good neighborhood. Everybody knows everybody, which is very rare. And we were over at their house, I think for a wine night or something. And we were you oh, know, just imagine talking, that. A wine, night. That. A wine <laughs> night. And you know, we were just casually talking about, you know, oh, we love our neighborhood, you know, and and the historic significance of our neighborhood. It used to be a farm. The Carroll family used to own it. I actually did research because my kids were saying they're seeing this man. He kind of looked like a Colonel Sanders type top hat. I've never that, seen Colonel Sanders Well, that's the image that comes in my head. Is the the tie, you know, the old-fashioned tie, this figure, Abraham Lincoln looking maybe?
3: That's a little closer. Okay.
0: So, you know, of course, a few glasses of wine in and you start like, oh, so, well, you know, it may sound weird, but have you ever noticed anything weird in your house or in the neighborhood? And these guys, they had told me, uh, the neighbors had told me, they're like, oh, yeah, you mean the shadow man? And they're like, our dogs see him and 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 all this. And so he, the, apparently this shadow man was uh, he roamed the he roamed the, the neighborhood, <laughs> the old farm. Yep. And we've actually the kids, you know, just digging around in the yard, playing. We found old horseshoes, old you know
1: a glass bottle from like 1900. Oh, that's fully nice. totally cool. intact. Like it wasn't even chipped or anything. That is okay. so cool. Old leather shoes. All kinds Christmas of decorations, Christmas. toys. Wow. I was really into dirt and rocks and mm-hmm. digging into the earth. That's really my cool. Girl. My girl <laughs> with the Me rocks. and my five Cheers. Capricorn placements. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I, I think that's where my journey started. And I think around that time uh, I started, uh, I met Brenda. Um, she's a, she, at the time she was a massage therapist and just, we just started talking about stuff. And um, and I told her she had the witch vibe. Yeah. She told me I had that witch vibe. <laughs> and I'm like, well, girl, since you are into this, I, I got to tell you this. There's some weird shit going on in my neighborhood. And that's how And connected. then I was like,
3: oh, I used to live in that neighborhood. And,
0: I know, <laughs> and I'm all about
3: that weird stuff.
0: So that's kind of like how all this started. And then uh, Brenda introduced me to Bob and I, Ben's. And I got to um, go to uh, my first spirit circle was terrifying because I'm a I was claustrophobic, was, and that's a whole nother story that I I have overcome that. And my first spirit circle was terrifying because, and I think I went with Brenda and Camille and I told Camille, I said, and I was sitting, Brenda was across the room. I was sitting next to Camille and I told Camille, I said, if I am absolutely terrified, I said, don't freak out. If you feel me, grab your knee. Because I I, I said, I, I. if I'm having a freak out and I grab your knee, I said, I'm having a panic attack. So I said, it's not
3: spirit.
1: Gave her the, yeah, it's
0: not spirit, Camille. It's Rosalie having a panic attack.
2: And it's not me coming on to you.
0: <laughs> because I was, you know, being claustrophobic. I was completely afraid of being in a completely blacked out room.
3: And, and the room that he had was completely blacked out I mean, like yeah. he had taken the windows and put yes plywood over them or something like it so was I know, I didn't
2: completely know that. black. Camille was actually beside of me in my first spirit circle. Okay. Well the, fir- the, well, the first circle I did with like a group of people which Whitney was leading it at the time. So so Camille seems to be our lifeline yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: she's she's not here tonight but she was but our I lifeline during our spirit other circles. <laughs> So anyway, I was completely terrified. I mean, I actually my heart did start to raise and stuff. But I would start seeing things, and I'm like, "What the heck is going on?" I'd see twinkling lights on the ceiling, and I'm like, "But why am I seeing these little lights on the ceiling?" And and I was just like, okay. "And it's pitch black." And it's, I mean, if you could stick your hand in front of your face and yeah. not see it. It was that dark,
1: which I think is an interesting point when you're in a a Blacked out room like that, and then you see like a dark shape or something that's a dark color, or like, yeah, then and you're like, okay, this is a little like mindception going on here, exactly. Because you're like, how am I saying this dark in this dark room? And it's but you can differentiate, you yeah. know, that it's and, not and I, you, yeah, you can <laughs> see shapes
2: and 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 points of light and yeah, and different things. But but I think that this is Chandra, and I, I think that's what we're trying to portray is that even though when you first go into it, it may be more, more or less like a fear of the unknown, yeah. right? kind of thing, but kind of like as you, as you get out of your comfort zone and and like step into it and and just trust the process that the fear kind of gives way Mm -hmm. to a little bit more of of wonder and interest. And then you kind of get to the point where it's like, oh, that was interesting. Let me open up a little bit more and allow more of that in. And that's when you kind of learn that it's not, you know, it's not a negative, it's not a scary, it's, it's just an energy form, just like you're an energy form. And I think if, if we've done those spirit circles along the way, we've kind of all developed kind of a little bit past the the kind of quote unquote fear that. I'm in. And like Alexandra has said so
3: many times, be curious. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. So when these events happen to you, or these things happen to you. Be curious about what is happening and be open to it instead of being like, "Oh, this is scary as f." And I'm going to shut down, but just right. be curious and be open. Like, yeah, it's scary, but what
2: if? Like, is yeah. there another? Oh, there's uh, so there's many other sides. Yeah. So Lord, Lord,
1: help. This is Alexandra. <laughs> <laughs> are you, are you done? Yeah, I'm uh-huh. done. So um, I didn't want to <laughs> jump over you there. Going off what Brenda said about how I'm always talking about be curious. I really do have to thank my mom for that because I really get a shut lot out, of that. Shut out, mom. Yeah. yeah. Hey, mom. <laughs> um I really get a lot of that from her and from her grand, Graham, because my mom was raised Roman Catholic, my dad Southern Baptist. Neither wanted me to be the other, so they settled on Lutheran. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's Catholic Catholic light, which um, (laughs) middle ground. (laughs) That's our background too. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of cool. Yeah. So two parts, a few parts of the story. One kind of where my story began, and then kind of how my mom raised me in some ways and I say my mom because there was a period of my life where my dad wasn't in the picture and I don't mean that in a weird like my parents were fighting I mean my dad was going through an MBA school had a full-time job so I was young I would wake up later than he would he would you yeah. know go to school and I'd be in bed by the time he got home so that's why I really kind of say my mom so I remember sitting in Sunday school and I feel like we were watching a video with a tree and I don't remember. I remember asking one of the facilitators, one of the people they're watching all the people run around and I'm like sitting away from the class. Cause I'm like, these guys are crazy. They're, they're too loud. They're too much for me. And so I remember asking the question. And I was like, okay, well, you, you know, you're talking all about this God, the father. And I'm like, well, what about mother earth? Because to me it was just, it just is that there's the balance of the male and the female. And she was like, well, well, there's no such thing. It's just, you know, just God, the father. And so I told my parents, it's I was like, you know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I told my parents, I don't really want to go to Sunday school anymore. I'd rather sit in church with you guys. So I did. And um, after a few years, I think we stopped going. So, but my gram, my great grand, my mom's gram. My mom had told a story where she had told her gram you know, I don't, I don't really like God. And her gram goes, well, why? She's like, he's so angry. He, you know, he's just, he's so angry and I don't get it. And she's like, well, honey, and so she, she told her a story about Jesus and ask children, asking questions. And she's like, God doesn't have to be scary. And your God doesn't have to be the same as every other Christian or Catholic God. So my mom really came away with take what, in a sense, the words that we use today, take what resonates, leave what doesn't, but a way to make your own faith your own. You don't necessarily have to follow what's prescribed by somebody else. Exactly. So she taught me that. She taught me to be curious. She taught me to look into things. Um, she taught me to, you know, hey, this sparked my interest. Moving on to when I was older than that, but younger in grade school, I would feel everything. I And it, I did more than feel, I took. I took people's emotions. Somebody came to me in pain. It was my friends. They were talking about stuff that was going on with their family or their parents or they themselves. And I didn't know it, but I was taking that. I was taking them from it, from it, from them because they would suddenly feel better. Well, then I would, didn't know what to do it. I shoved it down, shoved it down, shoved it down until I would erupt. (laughs) And it would be over the silliest thing. Like my shoelace wouldn't tie, or something, you know, and I would just suddenly start bawling. And my mom didn't really know how to help me because she didn't have the experience. So she helped me shut it down. I came back to this this world a little bit before high school through my godmother's daughter, and she kind of introduced me back into the world. And it
3: and by this world, I mean the woo woo world, the world was the woo.
1: Not just she, like she came back to the spiritual like the physical world. <laughs> I, had, I had taken a brief vacation. Um, <laughs> into to the planet Earth. Venus or so, Mars or wherever. Uh, so I, you know, came back to it and it was slow going. I taught myself a lot, learned a lot. And there's a lot I didn't know and still don't know. So I'm always a student. And um, there's Same. one thing my dad had told me and it was because I had told him I was like, no, I don't think I'm Christian. I haven't felt that way in a long time. Like, I think I'm, you know, a pagan he's like well anything is better than being a pagan so i learned to <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow well, Was raised like southern baptist and yep. he didn't know and um so again i felt wow this is something not to be shameful of but not to tell people they don't get it they don't understand i have to hide it and that wasn't you know anyone else but so they did that went to college and i was like okay this is what i am and i felt Kind of defensive about it, you know'm like this, and whatever, but uh, over the past couple of years, since meeting well, yeah, since last year, I've kind of like integrated it more because I've come back to it, I want to say like a second time and found more practice ways through meditation to connecting to spirit, to the spirit circles to developing intuition, to just saying, Hey, you know, this doesn't seem like my own thought in how do I know this, and wow, okay, this ringing in my ear, this song seems really meaningful. And it's not just a song that got stuck in my head, kind of thing. But that's that's pulling
3: cards too. Yeah,
1: yeah. But that, but that's a good way to bring
2: back in the topic of kind of neutral observer or curiosity is like always hindsight's twenty twenty. But now, as you look at that interaction that you had with your father, and you said, you know, I feel more pagan, and then he completely shut it down. To be in that instance, you can get angry or feel misunderstood, but. You know, if you could, if you could, in that kind of instance, take it to the curiosity, like, okay, well, what do you think pagan means? Like, what does, what does that word mean to you? Because it may,
1: when I say that word, I may mean something completely different than. And it did mean something different to me than it did. And he's super supportive of it now. And Brenda brought a good point with pulling cards because. So when my godmother's daughter brought me back into it, it was with cards. And I've always been attracted i guess for lack of a better word tarot and that's kind of where my love of card reading has come from
3: it's your inner gypsy zone yeah yeah
1: yeah Yeah. i think there's a part
3: there's part of you that is has had some lifetime as a gypsy and reading cards
1: i was actually that just came through (laughs) when i went to new orleans which is a very fun place um a reader for me she's like yeah you were an oracle in a past life like an ancient mm -hmm. greece so i've had some incarnations that you know, sound fun. Yeah. I've been a white witch, you know, but we'll get into that on another episode. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do, we're gonna do an
3: episode on past,
1: past lives.
0: lives. And this is Rosalie here. Um, When Alexandra said something about her dad said pagan, and that kind of totally turned him off when she mentioned pagan. Jokingly, growing up, my dad used to call my sister and I brujas, which in Spanish, that's a witch. And um, whenever my sister and I would do something, my dad would jokingly say, oh, you know, something about brujaria which means witchery or you know you did something but in the spanish south southwest where, where our family's from from new mexico um witches were um they were part of life and 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 a lot of times these women were healers and then the native american culture um in some connotation in 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 any culture there's your good witches and your bad witches, you know, some people choose to go the dark way and and the light way, but for the most part, they're all healers and and stuff like that. So just the terminology can turn people off. Mm -hmm.
2: And um, even, even though a lot of um, like people who are doing like, who are doing energy work or even, or even, you know, massage, which to me is, is a type of physical energy energy work. work there may be cultures around the world where those
1: people would be considered witches.
2: Right, witches, yeah.
1: You know, mm. we, we've done a whole- Some people mm. find those those words, those labels, that descriptor to be very empowering. It depends on what side of the spectrum exactly, you are. Exactly, yeah. And also your own relationship to whatever word it is. It could have been, oh my gosh, no, that, that word's scary. That's absolutely not. And then right. as you grow, as you develop along your path, you could go, wow, I, I really embrace whatever word or term it is because it encompasses- part of who I am well and that's, exactly. that's what you just
2: said is like take the parts about it mm-hmm. that do resonate with you and leave the parts that don't so, yeah Allie 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 is here with us y'all Tell us oh, I know it's it's a special occasion I know you've got I know you've got some good She's stories some over st- there with, stories sitting over there on girl <laughs> yeah. she'll probably so, throw mom under the
3: bus here <laughs> her stuff started whenever she was seeing the scary stuff at your
1: house right so at the mean, beginning of it all, no. It, I mean, it was before the whole shadow man thing. Like, yeah, I've okay. always been terrified of the dark. Same. Like, I, anytime it's dark, I start seeing things. That and when I was a kid, it was definitely like really, really creepy. Like there would be like all these different figures at the end of my bed. I would have like sleep paralysis, and like I would always like want to like yell for my mom. And try to cry, but then, like, I, like, wasn't able to. Like, my voice, like, wouldn't come out at all. And I was just kind of stuck there. Well, I have a story after you're done. <laughs> <I forgot that. laughs> um, and it's funny, because the first time I ever did a podcast-type thing, I actually talked about my sleep paralysis. Um, which happens every so often now. It's not a, a constant thing anymore, like it was when I was a kid. And then, I don't know, like, there's just always, like, weird things that I would... See or hear, and I just wasn't really sure about it. Do you have? it's like a? Is there a point where you felt like all those,
2: all those experiences from like your youth just kind of like turned into more of like a curiosity of what you know what is this going to mean for me as instead of a fear,
1: right? I mean, I've always been kind of like curious about the woo woo world. I guess I was like super into Harry Potter. Of course. Such a good um, series. Yes. And. I love it. Just because, like, it, I don't know, like, I guess, like, the, you know, magic aspect of it where, like, there were things that was happening, like, when I was a kid. I used to play this game when I would sit, like, in the backseat of the car when I was a lot younger, probably, like, elementary school. And I would focus all my energy to turn on and off the streetlights. lights. Yeah. I don't know why I started doing it, but I just remember that I was like able to actually like if I focused hard enough, hard enough. they would turn on or off depending on if they were on or off or not. So I, I totally remember also <laughs> doing that as a kid. Like <laughs> really? I would
2: I would blow at them. Like when I wanted them to change, like I would focus really hard and then I would, yeah. I, would, I would like blow my breath toward it. And like nine times out of ten, it would it would
1: flip. Yeah. And I always thought like, oh wow, I can control energy mm-hmm. and whatever. I don't know. And then also it seems like a lot of the time the weather would reflect my mood and I don't really know how to explain that either. Um, It just kind of happened, especially like if there was like, you know, the weather, like today it said it wasn't supposed to rain and it got really dark and cloudy and I had a couple of raindrops hit my windshield when I was driving home. And yeah, I guess just along the way, like a lot
2: of the energy stuff. Yeah. Of, like,
1: um, and I also, resonated. like Alexandra said, I would feel everyone's emotions. That's, That's so like good. a big thing for me. Like, it's, and it's a lot to process. Yeah. When you don't know how to do it or don't have somebody to guide you because you're, and you have your own stuff and you don't, yeah. and you have other people's any, stuff. Right? And I still don't know how to process it. It's hard for me to be like in groups of people. And the only exception is when I go to like concerts or festivals and like, it just feels like super like euphoric. Like I, like, it makes me so happy. It makes me feel like really, really good. I think just because everyone is pretty much, you know, having a good time. Everybody there's having
2: a good time. And I also feel like what, not that I'm trying to read you or whatever, but I just heard in my mind, music is vibration. So I feel like the music and the, the things that are kind of like going on in that, in that experience are kind of like, kind of altering, you know, yeah. like you're, you're able, like, it's, it's almost like it, um, counteracts, you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. like, you know, sometimes there's a, like a dampening field, you know, like, I feel like the music and the vibration of the, you it's know, it's probably like a high. For it, mm-hmm. yeah.
3: yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It definitely
2: is. Cause Cause like, you,
3: get, you get the excitement of the, everybody's a crowd yeah. and, joy. The music, well, the and, and you
2: get energy of you can, the music. you can tune into that vibration of the music and it kind of drowns out all the other yeah,
1: stuff. I mean, like, depending on, I don't know if, like, anyone else has heard of binaural, binaural
2: beats yeah, or whatever, mm-hmm. but
1: it's, you know, different frequencies, like, you know, it gets really low, and that helps, like, ground you and things like that, right. and then as they get higher, you know, it, of course, it's way up the chakra, so if they're at a higher frequency, it's, you know, more about working with, like, your third eye and that kind of thing, so... Yeah, music. I think also kind of helped me in a way. It led me to meet some of my best friends that I've known since I was like in sixth grade because I met them on a music message board on the internet, and then like years later, I went to visit them when I was like twenty-one. I traveled all the way to Europe with one of them. So I've I've definitely had the way we connected was like through music, but we also kind of talked about all the weird experiences that we were all having because it was all very similar. And I think the biggest part about building your intuition is that you need to have people that you trust and connect with that you can talk about these things with because just validation is the biggest part of all of it. Like if you can validate what you're feeling with someone else, then I mean, you know, you're not crazy. Exactly.
2: And, and you build that you build that trust with other people as well as with yourself and what you're experiencing.
1: And I think a willingness to, this is Alexander, to lean into the discomfort, to lean into that unknown, knowing if you have people to support you, great. And if you don't have people, I hope you know that you can lean into that unknown and reach out to us for support because I don't know about you guys, but I would love to hear some of the stories about, our audiences and our fans Definitely. foray, Yeah, and yeah that stories. awesome.
0: We're here and, you know, coming back to that community that we we're always talking about, you know, we all find our little communities mm-hmm. and we're here to be part of your community. So if you don't have one and we're
1: here to listen. Yeah. And I think that's kind of, you know, the whole point of this podcast. We started because we all just kind of Met each other in some weird way, and then started drinking was, wine and talking about oh, weird right. shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> once, once we actually started talking about all the synchronicities that yeah. exactly. brought us together, we exactly. knew that it was not by just happenstance. There exactly. was a purpose to it. Oh, I love you guys. And I,
3: love <laughs> you guys. I love you guys too. And we love everybody who's not with us tonight. We miss Nick, yes. Aaron, and, and Camille. Camille.
2: Camille. We'll They're to... with us in spirit. Yeah, catch their stories next time. Yep. <laughs> right. Well. We appreciate you listening and, and joining us on this podcast. We hope you found some of our, our stories interesting. And fun. And fun. Because at the end, intuition is, it's, it's fun, like, developing this side of yourself. And, it's and totally fun. Embracing the unknown is kind of like a... It's like the juice of life. Yes. It's also,
3: like the sweetness, the... The nectar. The,
2: the nectar, nectar.
1: The good stuff. <laughs> so the Get goodness. playful with it and yeah. um, embrace it. Give yourself a break if it doesn't come right away that's totally normal yeah you know just that's reach like, out we that's that's want they we call us. it development you have to yeah. exercise the muscle maybe next time we can uh, convince brenda to lead us in an exercise yeah to help so you guys right. develop we didn't have time
3: to get to that tonight but we will we will next do that time. in a future episode for sure yes
1: yep all right signing off guys enjoy see you next time see you next time bye, bye.
2: thank you for joining us today please follow and subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review. It's so easy to do and such a huge help for us. We appreciate your interactions so much. Want to join us at our table? Make sure to check out our YouTube channel and join our Facebook community. If you've enjoyed this content and wish to support us, take a look at our Patreon page. All information and links will be in our podcast description. Catch you next time.